Drive in the lobby, playing games. Stop what you're doing. Come on in. Come on in, come on in. And please, let's fill up the first two rows, everybody. If we can fill up the first two rows, that'd be greatly appreciated. Alright, everybody in the lobby, please make your way to the sanctuary. Alright, everybody. Yes, please make your, please fill up the first two rows. Please fill up the first two rows in the sanctuary. We don't want anybody sitting in the back, please. All right, do we still have people in the lobby? If you guys are in the lobby and you can hear me, please make your way to the sanctuary. We're about to get service started.
kick it. Steve just comes and just kicks it over, right? <laughs> Steve will come and just knock it over. All right, but bring, bring it back to one. Line up. Smartest. <laughs> Jerry was going to get mad, right? <laughs> All right, wait, let's double check. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, we need two more over here on this side. Come on. That's why we need another one. Come on, over here. Pastor Castino going to Come on, guys. Okay. All right. You know what? After you make it, I'll kick this side. Steve will kick that side. Just to make it harder. Like, I want to have some fun, too. I don't want to just watch. We want to kick. Yeah, go ahead. I know you can do this. It's easy, it's not hard. Alright. On your mark. Uh, Alright, mark. Get set. Go. Oh. Oh, come on, Brian. Three, two, one. There you go. I like the kicking part better, Steve. It's fun. Yeah, it gives me some fun, right? So just... Come on, Ice. Come on, Alex. Oh, snugging, dude. And his Pokemon. Catch them all. Right there. Kick that further. Walls of religion, the walls of indecision. Do I have your attention? No breaks. Had on collision, had a dream. Saw a vision that suspended this reality. Threw it in the flames. The things the world is selling me. It's like somebody poured gasoline on my soul. The truth lit a match. Warning a flammable. Pull the alarm. Here come the sirens. Better believe that we got that fire. Adam, it's all on you, Adam. <laughs> Royal Taylor, <laughs> back at it again, y'all. Oh, yeah. That was bad. to blow this track straight up. How many of you guys had? You guys had nine or ten? Oh, uh, hey, clap it up for everybody, though. Clap it up for everybody. Uh, everybody get ready, fun. cause here we go. Like Got the flame that's taking over the globe. Yeah, running through the chains that hole. No matter what your past is, leave it in the ashes. Gonna light it up like this Gonna set it up and watch it explode. It's no secret. I know you feel it. We're coming. Look your neighbor and say hi. Hi, what your name is? And that's the other person. Tell them that's your head. You guys know where that's from? Anybody? All right. You know, I know you know. All right, elevate. Elevate. 
Elevate! Elevate! Alright, feels good. Feels good tonight. It's Friday night. Welcome. So good you're all here every Friday night. We have Elevate service. 7 o'clock. Come a little early. Get out too. So we have a good time. Come. Raise my hand. 
What is a tithe? When you give a tenth of your paycheck to God. That's it. A tenth. Ten percent. Of whatever you make is Lord. So we give that to God. And then after that, anything we give is considered an offering. So if I give my ten percent and then I give a little extra to missions, that's my offering. That's the Lord. And that amount is between you and God. There's no set amount. And um, you don't have to give to missions or you don't have to give to any specific place, but you are encouraged to give an offering. You know, give a little bit, you know, beyond what you already give. Don't just give the bare minimum and be like, oh, I gave it and I'm done. You know, like test God. The one thing in the Bible that God says you can test him in is in giving and in the tithe. So when you give to God, he's saying, test me in this. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you what's up. So when you give, give to me and you give willingly, I'm going to open up the floodgates of heaven, and I'm going to show up and show off in your life, and I'm going to provide beyond what you thought I could give give you. So that is a testimony I know in my life and many of the leaders here. It's not about what I do. It's about who God is in me, what he can do in me and through me, and that includes my finances. Amen? All right. So we have a little example, $984. $984. Yeah, say it loud and proud. $98.40. Thank you for breaking it down. I know a couple times we have we struggle with that, you know, but, you know, the whole decimal point thing. But anyway, amen. We got it today. All right, let's say Acts 20, 35 in the count of three. One, two, three. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said is more blessed to give than to receive. Let's close our eyes and pray. Lord, we love you in this place. You are so good to us, Lord God, and we worship you. We thank you that you are our provider. You give all good things unto your people. So Lord, we ask, God, for more. We ask as we give unto you, God, for more. We, we test you in this. We say, God, this is for you. We give unto you willingly, God. Break our hearts of greed in this place. And, Lord, we just want your will to be done. So tonight, have your way. Your will be done tonight. Holy Spirit, you are welcomed here. We love you. We love your presence, God. I ask that everyone tonight will be encountered by your presence, will be touched by your love and changed. It would be imprinted in their hearts forever, oh God. They would never be the same again, God. Take us to another level, to another glory in you, Jesus. I ask that you bless this worship, that you anoint the sermon, oh God, as you speak through and to Pastor Adam, oh God, that you just, your will be done. Lord Jesus, so bless this offering, bless this service, bless everyone here tonight. In your name we pray, amen. Come on up as you give. The offering bucket is up here. Whatever you can give unto the Lord. We're going to get ready for a time of worship. So let's prepare our hearts. Get, on on, get up on your feet. Come on up to the front.
test one, two, one, two. Test one, two, can y'all hear me out there? Hello, hello. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise in his praise. Come on. It's good to see you guys' faces. I just, I just had a moment. I'm like, man, praise God for you guys. Just look around at all the beautiful faces. The many different shapes and sizes, colors. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, come on, let's just close our eyes in his place. Jesus, you are God, and we believe by faith, by faith that you're here. We don't have to beg. We don't have to really, really make a show for you to want to come down here. God, you're here. And so, God, we honor you. We lift you up, God. Your word says that if we lift you up, that we lift up the name of Jesus, you will draw all men unto you. So right now, before worship, we lift up the name of Jesus in this place, God. We lift up the name of Jesus, not only in this place, in this sanctuary, but in our hearts, God. We lift you up, oh God, because you're the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and you're the king over our life. Come on, place your hand over your heart and say, Jesus, you are the king over my life. Lord, come and have your way in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. This first song is called Like a Lion. Somebody say, Like a Lion. Like a Lion. All right, y'all know what to do. One. Sing it. My God's not 
Lift your voice. tonight. Amen. And I just want to share with you Romans 8 37. 
And this next song is going to be talking about God's love and how it doesn't relent, that it keeps going on and on. And I'm here to tell you tonight that if you feel like God's love has run out on you, that is wrong and that is a lie from the enemy. Do not believe that God loves you. And this is what it says, okay? It says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm here to tell you today that God loves you and his love is not going to stop relenting until he has every part of your heart. So I just encourage you right now just to surrender your heart fully to the Lord right now. He wants to do something special, amen? Father God, I thank you for this time, Lord, and I pray that every heart that submits itself to you, God, that you would just show yourself real to them, oh God, that you would encounter them in such a new and special way. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Hallelujah. Sing it out with me. As distant hearts begin with breathing, redemption's bread is our repenting. Come see your love, your love goes on. Your love goes on. Come see, carry us. You carry us, you carry us. When the world gives way, you cover us, cover us with your endless grace. Hear your voice
towards me it's so good to know that we serve a God whose love for us is relentless you know what that means that it doesn't stop we've had so many people in our lives stop loving us and sometimes it's based off of how well we do things it's almost you have to produce in order for our love to be faithful. But God's love for us, for his people, for, for all mankind is relentless and it's evident to us through Jesus Christ. When you look at the cross, when you look at Jesus, we know that there's a God in heaven who won't stop loving us. Oh, man. He won't stop loving us. Everyone in this place, he won't stop loving you hear me tonight. I feel someone needs to hear that with their ears today. God won't stop loving you. No matter how much you think you're pushing them away, God won't stop loving you. He won't. He can't. His love is relentless. His love is relentless. Even in our sin, even when we push God away with our own actions, he comes after us. He pursues us. And it's that love and kindness that the word says, the Bible says, that brings us to repentance. It's when we understand that there's nothing we can do to escape God's love. If we go up to the highest mountain, if we go to the, the lowest valley, no matter where we are, God won't stop loving us. The Bible says that his kindness, his loving kindness brings us to repentance. So in this place, we're not going to make it hype. We're not going to make it all about the loud music and things like that. Holy Spirit, we sense your presence all across this place, and we sense that you're bringing the Father's heart right now, that love, that extravagant, that unrelenting love all across this place for all. Holy Spirit, we ask, oh God, that you would lead us to your heart. Lead us to your heart. Come on, as you sense the Holy Spirit just bringing you close, so we're not going to make it about just the, the, the music and the mood that the sounds can put us in. We're making it about the Holy Spirit and what he's doing right now to your heart. Come on, everybody, with an attitude of prayer and worship, would you place your hand over your heart?
place your hand over your heart. Holy Spirit, come and minister to our hearts here tonight. Minister to our hearts, God, because if our heart is, is hard, if our heart is like stone, Father God, it'll never affect us, God. We won't hear it. God, we'll manipulate, we'll twist whatever you're saying through us, through the words of the songs, through the scriptures that we'll read, through the message that will be preached here today, through the fellowship. God, change our heart. Lead us to repentance all across this place. If you need to come to the Lord in repentance, hey, listen, God is leading you there because he loves you. He's such a good God. He leads us to repentance. He won't stop loving you. He knows what you do when you go home. He knows what you do when you're with your family. He knows what you do when you're by yourself. He knows what you say and how you act when you're around a people of influence, around your friends. He knows who you are. And God is saying he's bringing you closer to him. And let his kindness bring you to repentance here tonight. And let his kindness bring you to repentance all across this place. Would you right now come before the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Your heart's in the streams of life, like the pain and the sorrow. Let it be washed This altar is open for you if you need to come before the Lord here tonight. 
Come on, as we sing this song and we say, come Holy Spirit, come Lord Jesus. Come on, some of you guys need to put yourself in a place for the Lord to come and just lavish you with his love, lavish you with his grace. So we leave this altar open for you to come right now to your knees and just cry out before the Lord. Come on, Jesus, come and have your way in this time of worship as we sing this song. Let the presence of the Lord be in this place, be in our hearts. And all who are thirsty, oh, yes, Lord, and all who Come to the fountain. Oh, give your hearts in a streams of life. Let the pain and the sorrow. Let it be. Would you sing this out? Come on. We say, Come, Lord Jesus. Come. Every voice we say, Come, Lord. We say,
with your power. Come, come with your spirit, Lord. Come, move in holiness. God, move in righteousness right now. God, move in power all across this place. Come on. Come on, if you're filled with the spirit in this place, come, come, come. Come on, would you build up your faith right now and pray in the spirit. We build up our faith. We build up our faith. We prepare our hearts tonight. Tonight. Oh. We 
Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Come, come. Come to my heart tonight. Move in power. Move in power. Oh, Lord. Lord, I get out the way. Come on, I get out the way, Lord. Oh, Lord, I step out of your way. Come, come, come. Oh, come. Come, Lord. Oh, Lord, let us step out of your way. Come. We want you, God. We want you. We're desperate for you. Come, come.
as some of our leaders are singing prophetically over you right now, this is what the Holy Spirit is saying, that you're not an orphan, but you're a child of the Most High. And that helps a lot when you know who you are. When you know who you are, you can walk in that authority. Come on. You're not an orphan. You're not someone who's stranded. You're not a, just a churchgoer. Come on, you're a child. You're a child of the Most High. Come on. He is your Father. Come on. You're no longer an orphan, but a child of the Most High. We thank you, Lord. like in this place there's some of you some of you who feel that way like you guys are orphans and like God's love runs out on you but like Adam was saying that is that is not even true and I just want to invite you guys just to sing that over yourself you declare it today I am not an orphan I'm a child of the most high and I am loved you are loved you are loved you are loved and he won't stop saying he won't he won't get tired of loving you I am a child of the most high. I am Sing it over your life. presence in this place right now. Come on, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit in this place. Come on. We thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. Come on, as, as we get into a sermon series talking about the Holy Spirit, God won't let us talk about the Holy Spirit without experiencing Him. Come on. He's such a good God. And, and in these times of worship, we know that we're not alone. We know that God hears us so we're crying. So before we move on, I want you guys to exercise your God-given right to lift up your voice, to shout, to cry out to God. So all in this place, knowing that God's alive, that he loves us, we're going to lift up a shout to God in this place. On the count of three, I want you guys to get as loud as you possibly can and shout out to Jesus. One, because he's good. Come on, two, because he's worthy of all the praise. Here we go. One, two, three, lift up a shot of praise.
We thank you, Holy Spirit. You don't leave us stranded. You don't leave us stranded. You don't leave us like orphans, God. Uh, hallelujah. God, we pray for the rest of this service that you will come have your way. Continue, Lord, to have your way in our hearts. God, we pray for those who right now, God, who are struggling right now in their faith, God, because we know there may be someone here that God may not be experiencing what some of us may be experiencing, may not be experiencing your presence, your goodness, your love, your mercy, your grace. So we pray, God, that as we go out, Father, as we continue this service, that your Holy Spirit would use this ministry, Lord God, we use um, your word, would use the leaders here, God, use the fellowship, use the word tonight to come, Lord, to break down the barriers, God, to break down the barriers, God, and Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise, come on. Amen, you guys can make your way. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, Holy Spirit, seal that work, which is the ministry we're doing in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. We got, uh, we got some things we have for you guys and uh, have stored for you guys here tonight. Um, how many of you guys love the Holy Spirit, amen? Before, before we do anything else, before we do anything else, I just want to quickly just go over this because those moments are precious, okay? Um, and, and we want you guys to understand what's going on. And it's not just a very emotional song, right? 
because we can have some of those, right? Uh, um, but what God is where he comes and he moves in power and he comes and touches people's hearts specifically like he's putting you and he's like, man, he's provoking you in these times of worship for you to worship him, to, for you to go after him. And that is the Holy Spirit of God. That is not a manipulation of man. That is not the smooth playing of the guitar, you know, the slick beats of the drum. That's nothing of the sort. It's the Holy Spirit coming and saying, man, I love you. I love you. And he makes himself um, evident for you. You're not going to see like a bright light. You're not going to come and get pushed. And the Holy Spirit's going to knock you down and be like, I felt him. No, that was your neighbor getting back up because he almost fell. <laughs> you know, that's that we want you to be so clear in understanding how God is moving so that you don't get over super spiritual. But at the same time, in these moments, you identify Holy Spirit's here. Holy Spirit, come move in your power and presence. And the difference is, is it's a people who put their hearts out there that are desperate for, that is desperate for God. The Holy Spirit's here, and he wants to come, and he wants to bring power and move in our lives. But when you get a group of people with the same heart and mind, not someone who's saying, I can't wait for this worship to be done, and someone else over here is like, man, I, I got plans after Elevate, or someone over here is like, I don't want to sing because maybe I can't sing so good. When everybody comes and says, man, God, God, I get out of the way, God, come. When everybody's in that same heart and mind, the Holy Spirit's like, I'm going after him. Because there's no roadblocks. There's nothing hindering God. When you say, God, I'm, I'm done. I want you to come. I want you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. He comes. He comes. And he leads you to repentance. And that's, that's why you guys be like, I got to go up there and pray. It's the Holy Spirit of God. I didn't have some sort of mag magnets here in my pockets. And, and we're just like, yes, they're coming. It's working. It's like a trick or something. It's the Holy Spirit doing it. And so we guys have a, we have a skit for you guys. Um, that we want to present to you guys to give you guys an understanding and idea of, of the Holy Spirit, how he's moving in our lives. Amen. So let's give it up for this kid team as they get ready. Come on. spend time with me.
Come on, let's give it up for the skit team. Come on, come on. Such a simple, small illustration of uh, how the Holy Spirit comes and he speaks to us. He, he directs us to come and spend time in the presence of God. And there's no place like the presence of God. Okay, Nothing will compare to it. As a matter of fact, we'll have eternity to spend in the presence of God. And here on this earth, sometimes we take that for granted. Sometimes we look at things in this earth and we don't have a heavenly mindset or heavenly perspective. And we're so just us focused and so like driven to have fun or do our own thing that we forget that the best moments you could ever have in your life is in the presence of God. Because guess what? When we die, we go to heaven, we'll be forever in his presence. That's one of the greatest things you can have. The greatest thing about heaven is not the streets of gold, the pearly gates. Uh, it's not that. It's not the, the, the angels flying around. And it's nothing like that. It's the presence of God that we'll have eternity to be able to experience. And we can do that now. You know, like, it's compared to, like, when you get on a roller coaster. I love roller coasters, okay? I'm not afraid of heights. I love roller coasters. And probably the best one that I've been on as of today um, has been the Raging Bull. Anybody been on the Raging Bull before? Um, If you go on a day when it's not busy, when it looks like it's going to rain, but it doesn't rain, nobody goes, and you can get on that Raging Bull. I mean, you're talking about, like, repeating okay and i remember one time we went on a sunday and it was forecast to rain it was maybe about like a 55 percent chance of rain so we went after service a group of us and uh we literally went there and like the park was empty so we get on we first thing let's go to raging bull we get i think three times in a span of like 30 minutes crazy and every single time we're going up there you know like has that giant uh that slope and you just you get like maybe about like 10 seconds to think like whether or not this thing's actually going to break, fall off, and you might die. And you're kind of contemplating like, I don't know if I should be on here, but I really like it. I'm going to get a rush. And when you go over that hill, you guess that little divot, it like fakes you like fake. I'm not going to go down just yet. And you go down. Like, man, that experience right there is like, oh, my gosh. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. If you've never been on the Raging Bull, go. If you're afraid of heights, I feel sorry for you. You won't experience it. But maybe there's something else that you like, you enjoy, like maybe uh, sports. Some people can lose their minds over sports, okay? I mean, if you look at it, if you ever watch the Packers-Bears games, there's some fanatics that go to that game. I mean, they're literally in freezing temperatures with their shirts off and the B. E-A-R-S spelled over their chest, and that's all they're wearing the entire game. <laughs> Just paint on their bodies, and, and they're fanatics, and rah, they go all out. They're crazy. That's, that, that's the greatest moments of some people's lives. It's sad, but, you know, that happens. And, uh, you know, in our lives, we can be pursuing things, but there's nothing like the presence of God. You know, when you hold a girl's hand for the first time, you get, like, shocks. Not shocks. That's a bad way to say it. Um, you know, you get excited, like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm holding her hand. We're walking. We're walking. I remember the first time I hold, uh, I was in high school, uh, a, a girl's hand. Because I hadn't held a girl's hand when I was in eighth grade. I got scared. I'm like, oh, my face got all red. I got super nervous. And I held that girl's hand. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm holding her hand. I'm cool. I'm cool. And I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. You don't care. You don't care. And uh, there's different things when you get your first car. I got my first car. 
It was a an old Jeep, and it, it it drove, right? It got me from A to B, and I'm like, I got a car. I mean, you know, when you're driving up, you see your friends, just, what's up? It's a car. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some people really enjoy that, but there's nothing, nothing, hear me out, nothing that compares to the presence of God. Nothing. And you won't fully understand it. Like, what, what's that like? Think about you going to the Raging Bull and that experience after you make that first giant fall. Think about it when you're at that Bears game and it's like you get super excited. Think about it the first time you hold a special young lady's hand or ladies, you, you know, you get your first boyfriend or whatever it may be. Think about that first time, whatever it is, it's better than that. Ten times better. Because you're experiencing God. An eternal being who was before time, who created our known universe, that God we get to spend time with. It's not like spending time with some old guy that you never met, like some old relative that you really have nothing in, 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 in relationship with. You have no conversation. It's just like, ah. Uh, you ever had that before? Like I have like family. And we have these family gatherings. Sometimes they're like, oh, this is your uncle from your mom's uh, um, husband's. Uh, you know, it's just weird. I Like you're related to me somehow. And, and then you just sit in there and just like, ooh. And then they're talking Spanish, thinking you talk like all oh, full Spanish, and my Spanish is okay. I can understand everything. Um, you know, I grew up uh, watching novelas, so that's how I learned Spanish, and uh, I can't speak it back. But the thing was, it's just like I have nothing in common with you right now. It's just it's really awkward. You have to force conversation, and you're just like, uh, comida, that's food. Like, uh, food, you're hungry? Uh, Oh, it's easy. I'm like, all right, all right. I guess we'll eat. <laughs> mm, good, yeah. <laughs> bueno. <laughs> And so they're just like, oh, he doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> He's not Hispanic. And uh, spending time with God is not like that. It's not like, oh, what now, God? It's literally you're in the presence of the Father who has infinite love. We'll be in eternity, and we wouldn't fully grasp the love that God has for us. And we use that term love loosely, like I love grapes. I love baseball. Do you love baseball? I love Christina. Aww. I love food. <laughs> uh, I love Christina. I love food. <laughs> I love shoes. You know, I, that gets so, like, uh, watered down, but... God has infinite love for us, grace. And when you spend time in his presence, there's nothing like it. There's nothing that compares to it. Nothing. Not if you want to go traveling and go see, you know, overseas and do different things, go scuba diving. Nothing compares to spending time in the presence of God. And I want to bring that back to the forefront of your hearts because sometimes we treat it like, ah, oh, it's just whatever. Like it's so precious when the Holy Spirit comes and everybody in the same heart says, God, come and have your way. God, let me get out the way and come and do something in this ministry. Come and do something in my heart here tonight. And God comes. Oh, he comes. He comes. He's faithful. He comes. It's not conditional. He comes. He comes. And we're talking about the Holy Spirit of God. You better believe the Holy Spirit's going to come. <laughs> I love it. The first week when we opened up this sermon series, we were talking about the Holy Spirit being God. 
You're not getting anything less when you say, man, the Holy Spirit's with you. Shucks, I wanted Jesus, but I guess I'll take the Holy Spirit. It's not something where it's just like you got the bad end of a deal. Like, I guess the Holy Spirit works. (laughs) He's God. He brings the Father's heart and the fullness of Jesus Christ um, into your life. The Holy Spirit is God, and and we learned that. And and we can we can base our faith in that. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, we pray to the Holy Spirit. I know God is coming. God is listening to me. And and then the week after that, we talked about the power of the Holy Spirit. We talked that when the Holy Spirit comes, He comes in power. Okay, He comes in power for a believer's life to go and be a witness. And we're going to get into Acts chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles with me, open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. And we're going to start there. The Holy Spirit coming. And we talked about walking in the Spirit. And we're going to elaborate on those things here tonight. Acts chapter 2. If you're there, say I'm there. I'll give you guys more time. If you're there, say I'm there. We have it up on the screen if you guys don't have it. Um, The Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost, and this is such a beautiful passage. Um, This is where church started, y'all, okay? This is where it began, okay? You know, we come from a lineage of people who loved, fear God, people who gave their life for God, and it started here. You can be, you can read the story of church. You know how, like, everywhere you go, probably you see a church on every other block, you know? Church is not a building. Church is a fellowship, a group of people, okay? You're the church. Come on, look to your name and say, you're the church. Praise God. You better believe it. Look to your other name and say, you're the church. Come on, get some attitude behind that. Go back to your other name and say, no, you're the church. Come on. Yeah, yeah, go back to him and say, no, I say, you're the church. Praise God. You got to believe it. You got to believe it. You're the church. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. If you're there, say, I'm there. All right, we got it on the screen if you don't got it. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together. Who's the they? Disciples, you remember reading in chapter one, Jesus, before he goes in heaven and eternal glory, he says, I want you to go and wait for me in Jerusalem. Go and stay there. He gives them directions. And when we get to chapter two, they're listening to Jesus's directions. It says when the day of Pentecost came, they, the disciples, were all together in one place. Let me tell you what, it will go well with you if you listen to Jesus. If you listen to the word of God, you set yourself up to be blessed, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit when you listen to God. The Bible says, Jesus said to the disciples, go and wait for me to place. Stay there until the Holy Spirit comes and baptizes you with power. And we get to chapter 2, and what does it say? When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Think about it like this. What today in our society in terms in weather terminology do we have that's close to something uh, as this? A blowing of a violent wind. Hurricane, tornadoes, 
gale force winds. I love that. Meteorologist Jerry over here. <laughs> um, I love it. Gale force winds. Oh, I don't even know what that is, but it sounds powerful. <laughs> Guys, be careful for the gale force winds tonight. Suddenly, a sound. You can hear it. That's how you know, you know you're in trouble when you can hear the wind. You know it's really loud when that happens. Generally, it's just like, I don't bother me. But when you can hear it going past your ears, like, I saw this YouTube video on Facebook where I forget where it was, but it was in Europe. But violent wind, and these people are crossing the street, and they're like. And literally, it's crazy because some people are not expecting it, so they're just walking. And there's people waiting at the stop because, like, there's a, we're hiding behind the, the wall right here. We're hiding behind the building, and there's some. And they just go back. And it was crazy. I'm just like, wow. I remember there was a point in time where mom, we were shopping at Cub Foods. If you guys were younger, you guys remember Cub Foods. If you're older, rather, you remember Cub Foods. If you are born in this generation, you have Mariano's. Okay, but Cub Foods was where it was at. It had everything. It had your food. It had uh, your cleaning supplies. It had your toys. Maybe just like one little aisle. But I remember I wanted every single toy in that place. But Cub Foods had it all. I remember we were shopping. And, uh. I don't remember. I was young. It's just think about it. Like, young little Adam Small, um, small enough to get blown around in the wind. And I remember when we got out, uh, my, my parents were kind of yelling, but it was more like a car. It's like, hurry up. Because it's windy out here. And I remember, Adam, stay close to the car. Don't let go. And, and, and I'm holding it. And my jacket was unzipped a little bit. So it was, like, filling with air. So I was like, Ugh. And I'm like, oh, man. And I remember jumping and, like, gliding a little bit. I was like, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And uh, I remember that was an experience. And uh, I don't know if it's ever been as windy. Maybe it's just I was so young and so light. But back to the Bible. <laughs> Acts chapter 2. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. God came and manifested his power. And it was a great show. Violent wind. And filled the house where they were sitting. The Holy Spirit came like a violent wind. <laughs> Imagine like the building shaking. They were in the upper room. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Now, when I read that, I thought like, man, tongues, like my tongue, like there's a tongue on them. When you light, when you, if you ever had a, a, a lighter, you, you go ahead and. Whoosh, do that kind of thing with it. You actually pull the little lever down, and then, you know, fire comes up. That's called a tongue of fire. Okay? So they had tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled. Somebody say filled. Filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I love this. I love this. God giving his church the Holy Spirit. We come from a lineage. God gave the Holy Spirit back at Pentecost. And so there's no reason for us not to experience, to have, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Some things that I want to highlight. And at the rest of this book, the book of Acts, you see what the disciples did when the Holy Spirit came upon their life. And I pray that you guys will take some time 
and be deliberate and read this chapter. Read this chapter, read this book, and see what God did. And let, you, let your heart be encouraged by what the Holy Spirit does. You had men without, who before the Holy Spirit were weak-willed, were aggressive, were violent. In their own nature, they were, they were scared. Uh, they, they were uh, envious. They, they were all jacked up. But when the Holy Spirit came into their lives, God changed who they were. So be encouraged. Take some time. Split it up. Read these chapters. But I want to highlight these first four verses because it, pr- it puts us at a place as a youth group to experience what God was doing here in Acts chapter 2. When you read Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4, you've got to understand that the disciples, they put themselves physically, emotionally, and, sp- and spiritually in a place to experience be influenced and used by the Holy Spirit. And that all came about because they were obedient to Jesus. Do you see that? They were not only at the right place where God told them to be. Imagine if they did not listen to Jesus. They would have never had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God would have done it, but he would have done it in a different way. But here they listened to Jesus. And so what they were doing, what they were deciding to do was obey God. They put themselves physically emotionally because when God told him to do that some time had passed Jesus said go wait for me how long a year two years a month next tomorrow it wasn't the next day so you got to imagine these people are waiting for Jesus in Jerusalem emotionally you're excited and beginning after a while maybe you begin to is he going to come what are we looking for what are we waiting for do you have it what is it emotionally they put themselves at a place and spiritually, hey, we're going to trust God. I'm going to trust. He, he told us to do so. I'm, I'm going to trust. To experience, be influenced, be filled, and used by the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you this. In your life, are you saying that? Are you inviting God? Is your life an invitation for God to come and to come fill you with this Holy Spirit? Think about it. Sometimes let's, let's probably be uh, thinking about the Holy Spirit. Let's put God's things before ours, you know, for a couple of seconds. Because, you know, sometimes in our life we can be so self-centered. I need this. I need this. I need that. I need this. I need food in my stomach. I need clothes. I need to hang out with my... And we, we spend a majority of our lives focusing inwardly. But let's take some time right now and, and think about the Holy Spirit. Thinking about God. Do you put yourself in a place... Physically, spiritually, and emotionally to be influenced, used, filled by the Holy Spirit. I would encourage you that coming here tonight, yeah, it's, it's a good thing to do, to come to church, to hear the word of God, to be amongst brothers and sisters who love God, who worship God, who are coming before God. It, it's, you're putting yourself correctly. But I like to think that God, because we are his church, that he sends us out. That you know that when you go to your school, you're at a perfect place. Come on, somebody. You're at a perfect place to be used, to be filled, come on, by the Holy Spirit. When you go back to your unsaved family, you're in a perfect place to be used, to be filled by the Holy Spirit of God. It's not just here in the church. Because if you keep on reading in Acts chapter 2, God sent them out. I was just sharing, the, you know, in discipleship um, with Ulysses, the, what the power of God does. And, and 
in my time here at the church, you know, we're going to be getting into um, the gifts of the Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be getting into healing. We're going to be getting into prophecy. We're going to talk about that, guys. And I want you to explain it so you guys can know it. Because it's good to know because we believe in those things, okay? We were speaking in tongues earlier today. We were prophesying over you guys today. And some of you guys may have known it. Some of you guys may have missed it. So we want to explain those things, how God does that. We're not super weird. We're not going to say we want you to come and give us all your money and, and not, nothing crazy like that. But the Spirit of God speaks to a people. It doesn't matter if you're young. It doesn't matter if you're old. Whoever you are, God is speaking to you. And so we're going to be talking about that. But the Holy Spirit, he came and he moved in power. And I was sharing in discipleship earlier with Ulysses in the room office. I, I remember seeing the Spirit of God come and move into people's lives. And one in particular thing where, you know, look at the ministry of Jesus. Jesus was laying hands on people. People were getting healed. Jesus was going and casting out demons in the particular situation I was talking in discipleship. The example I gave was when we were at a rally in northern India in Delhi. And we had pastors come and bring their churches. And so this place was packed. And Christina, I'm, I'm going to get it right. There was three to 400 or 400 to 500 people at that place. Yeah, at the rally. The first, well, when, when Joe preached and we saw the demon being cast out. Three, three to 400, that's a safe estimate. And so we're in this, like, public park because we really can't have any other space to preach Jesus and so we were able to go to that place, and it was really kind of like hidden away, but, I mean, it was right there by the Krishna River, and, I mean, it was open preaching. And here it is. You had the men sitting on one side, and you had the women sitting on another side. And then we were ready. I mean, these people come saying, man, God, we want you to move. You know, sometimes they get in, in their mind the impression when the American comes, it's like, oh, maybe there's more of an anointing. There's more of what the Holy Spirit can do. But really what it is, it's just people being hungry for God, you know. And so we went over there, and we were knowing, because here in America, like, when you talk about, like, demons being cast out, I mean, we're like, man, what, that really happened? Does that happen? Over there in India, I mean, those pastors, we were talking to them, they see it on the regular. Oh, yeah, we had about four demons cast out this month alone. What? I mean, they're living in a place where more witchcraft, I mean, more demonic religions are active and present and prevalent. I mean, you have, like, cows and pigs in the street because they believe that a cow in certain religions is a god. So the cow can do whatever it wants. You get out the way of the cow. And we're driving in these taxis like, is that a cow just chilling? Yeah, we got to go around the cow because the cow is, is supreme. The cow is a deity. Get, get out of here. Give me a steak or something. Come on. You know, you know what I mean? For real. Good old cheeseburger, Angus burger. That's like, come on. That's, that's a waste. But literally, we're out there. And, and so this is, what, this is what you have. People who are hungry for God. People who are saying, come Holy Spirit. And they were literally at the end, we had an altar call. We were like, hey, who wants to get saved? And so people stood up on, on the guy's side, and there was people who stood up on, on, the, on the women's side. And I remember as we were praying for the Holy Spirit to come into these people, that they would get saved. We saw this gentleman, and it was kind of off. He was, he was sitting on the women's side, closer to the front, but just a, a little further back, if that makes sense, towards the middle. <laughs> Let's put it like that. He was in the middle. And we remember this man just falls to the ground and contorting, converting his body. What's that word? Contort his body and like getting like almost snake-like on the floor and, and the, with a loud screech. We're like, is that a guy? And literally he's yelling. He was demon-possessed. 
And what began to happen, you see, what the devil tries to come and do, we're not going to focus on the devil because it's a sermon about the Holy Spirit, but I want to explain it to you guys because this is the power of the Holy Spirit. What was happening is that man was screeching. The demon was was just yelling through this man, and, and what happened, it was causing confusion. People were starting to get afraid, and, and immediately some of the Indian pastors went and came, and, and they laid hands on the person, and they had like about five guys trying to cast out the demon and um, that's just a lot of confusion. And Pastor Joe, with the mic, with the interpreter there, was trying to get the attention of the people. Like, hey, listen, come bring the guy up here. Come bring the guy up here because we want to show you what the power of the Holy Spirit, what the power of God can do, can set a person free. And we're literally telling the pastors, hey, stop, stop praying for him. Come bring him up here. There was so much chaos right there with the demon was there. Ah! I mean, yelling. like a gr- picture. Think about a grown man yelling at the top of his lungs. And it's like, you can't even tell if it's a male or a female yelling and he's just shaking his body and people are praying and, and speaking in tongues and and i just remember i'm just like what what am i gonna do like i'm ready to go get him like they're not even listening and joe just looks at me he's like go and so i go and i run over there i knew exactly what to do. i'm like listen we need to bring him on the stage and i had one pastor who spoke english you tell them we need to bring him and here he is ah he's flailing his arms and i just grab an arm we need to get him on the stage and so we go we grab this guy and we bring him on the stage and, and we and i hold him you know because that way he's not trying to fall or you know do whatever crazy stuff and and so pastor Joseph just begins to prep for him and and he asked him what authority you come by and and you know if you give the devil an inch he'll come into your life literally uh, some people have been uh, oppressed possessed because they've given the enemy just a a small fraction and the enemy has taken that and taken it and come into their lives and this man specifically correct me if i'm wrong christina uh the the demon came into his life through witchcraft and and drunkenness wasn't that correct correct okay so make sure i get that right i don't want to send you off and we remember we asked what authority you come by and the guy you know came to him he's like this is what happened in my life and they know and they said, in the name of Jesus. He said, in the name of Jesus, be free. In the mighty name of Jesus, be free. You see, what was happening in that moment in time? You see, Jesus, the power of Jesus, that, that breaking of chains power came to that person by the Holy Spirit of God. Because that person says, I don't want this anymore. I want this out of my life. Be free in Jesus' name. And this, the demon started manifesting. And it was gone with the screech. And, and here's the man he comes to. I was holding him. And he was just, he was normal. He's not p- putting up a fight. The man, the spirit had left his body. And the man's over here. He's just like, in his right mind. He just begins to drop to the floor. Begins to kiss Pastor Joe's feet. And we're like, no, 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 no. Get him up, get him up. We're, we're just men. God uses the Holy Spirit. God touched your life. Jesus set you free. And he started praising in the name of Jesus. We gave him the mic. And he started praising Jesus. It was so beautiful. And we noticed that, man, if you experience something supernatural, you understand that there is a supernatural God who is at work. The Spirit of God was moving all across that place. People were getting saved. We went over there and we went through and just laid hands on people. Be free. Be free. Be free. You know, we pray that Jesus will come into their lives. And the Holy Spirit of God was coming in that place. That's what was happening. The Holy Spirit came and touched people's hearts. And the Holy Spirit right now is doing the exact same thing. He's doing it here tonight. He's doing it in my friend's youth group. He's doing it in my other friend's youth group. He's doing it all across the world. The Holy Spirit is coming. 
And people are positioning themselves. They're putting themselves at a place where they say, God, come and have your way. And I'm asking this church, I'm asking this youth group, are you doing the same? Are you doing the same? And when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, there's fruit. There's fruit. There's the evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life. How do you know? Open up your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. And we'll start in verse 16. In my time here, and, and I pray, you know, that people who are demonic, oppressed, possessed will come into this place, that the power of God will set them free too. It's not a pastor's doing. It's not, you know, an elder deacon. It's, it's the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, in my time here at Elevate, uh, we've had two people come in and that were possessed. Both times they were set free. Both times, one, one night we didn't expect, we're like, oh, snap, that really happening? Everybody was getting right before God, like, oh, my gosh, God, forgive me of my sins. And then there's a person who's manifesting, like, let's bring her up. And then another time, you know, we knew in advance, we're, like, praying, and everybody's repenting, God, I, you know, and just remember that young lady was set free by Pastor Vanessa just coming up and just hugging her and singing, singing to her. And I'm just like, man, we were praying for the last two hours the devil to leave and Vanessa just comes up and just prays and just sings and there it goes there it goes just had to sing <laughs> so Galatians chapter 5 Galatians 5 we'll start in verse 16 it says this so, so it says so I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you, whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Somebody say obvious. They're obvious. Sexual morality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, yes, the Bible says orgies, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not, will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit. Somebody say fruit. Come on. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Somebody say love. Come on. Joy. Somebody say joy. Come on. Peace. Somebody say peace. And self. I'm sorry. Whoops. Forbearance. Somebody say forbearance. Another word for that is patience, right? Kindness. Somebody say kindness. Goodness. Come on and say it. Faithfulness. Gentleness. And self-control. Amen. Against such things there is no law. But the fruit of the Spirit. You know the Holy Spirit has come into your life because there is fruit. There's fruit on your life. There's fruit in your life. Not only, could, not only should your pastor see it, but those who are in your family 
Those who don't know Jesus, those who go to school with you should see it. You know, you can tell right away. You know, uh, if you go up to a tree, like we went up um, one of our life groups to, uh, I forget what it's called, old, not old orchard, but something orchard. Apple Orchard in the, it was in Indiana, am I correct? Indiana, Wisconsin? One of the two in Indiana. And, uh, you know, we were driving by in these giant tractors. It was nice. It was good fall weather. And uh, we were driving by some of the apples. We were trying to reach out and grab the apples. And then you can tell by some of the apple trees that there were some bad apples. And some of those bad apples were on the floor. And, and guess what? God, God in heaven, you know, he sees our life. And he sees the fruit that we produce and when God, when he comes to you, when he comes to your tree, does he pick bad fruit? And he's just looking at it. It's like this thing's spoiled. Man, this person has too much anger in their life. Man, this person doesn't have any self-control on what they say, on what they do. Come on. This person is constantly, constantly, constantly bitter. And they're always making excuses to be bitter. They're caught up in all this pride. And when the Holy Spirit, when God comes to your life and... He looks at your tree. He looks at your life. Are you producing fruit? Because he gave us his Holy Spirit, so there should be no excuse. No excuse. But God, no excuse. God's in your life. God has come. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. My question for you is this, as we, as we continue, um, continue to talk about the Holy Spirit, I, what I want to do is, is pray. I feel like this is a good uh, stopping point. I have more to talk on, but I guess I'm going to cover that in the coming weeks. My question to you is this, are you putting yourself in a place physically, emotionally, and spiritually to be influenced, led, filled, used by the Holy Spirit. Think about it. And that's deliberate. And the second thing I want you guys to, to think about is, are you producing fruit? Are you producing fruit in your life? Are you producing fruit in your life? Is the only fruit that you produce in your life the only time you come to Elevate? Because you're nice with everyone else, but when you get back home, you're all sorts of evil and, and frustrated and complicated towards your parents. Hello? It's the only time when you obey, you listen to instruction and direction is when you hear and elevate. And on Sunday mornings and when you go back to school, you're the class clown that no one, the teacher, you know, hates to have in class because you'll know you'll get everybody distracted off track. Come on. Are you the type of person that, man, you know what, whenever you feel like it, everybody's entitled to their own bad day. I'm just having a bad day. That's not an excuse to not live in the victory, to not produce fruit. As a matter of fact, that's the opportunity. That's the opportunity for the power of God, for the fruit of the Holy Spirit, a life led by the Spirit. To, to manifest, to be evident in your life. And, and what I want us to do, there's nothing like good old accountability, good old talking with somebody and someone coming to you. The Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so we sharpen each other. So we're going to come and we're going to talk to each other. And I would like for us to at least uh, split off with leaders so I can have some of my 201ers 
um, be in some of those groups. We'll split off in twos or threes. But I want us to sharpen each other. And I want us to ask the question. These are the questions you're going to be asking here tonight. In your life, in these three areas, in whether you are working a job or you're going to school, is the fruit of the Holy Spirit evident in the places that you go to school, the places that you learn, the places that you work? Okay. Is the fruit of the Holy Spirit evident in your circle of friends? Okay. Your BFFs, the, the people who know you so well, the people you're close with. Is the fruit of the Spirit evident in, in those circles? And is the fruit of the Spirit evident in your personal life? Personally, when no one's around, when you're not talking, you, you and yourself, are you depressed? Or you have this spirit that comes over you like you feel defeated all the time. You get angry for no reason or, or you're convicted because of the sin in your life that you have perverse thoughts. Whatever it may be in your personal life is the fruit of the spirit evident. And I want you guys to ask each other the questions. And I want you guys to spur each other on. This isn't a time to be like, oh, you know what? You suck at it. No, no, no. Leaders, I want you guys specifically, I want at least one to a one Guys with guys and girls with girls to be in these groups, you know, with someone who is not a leader and ask the questions and then pray because the Holy Spirit's here. You don't need a, a giant altar call and some soft music in the back in order for us to feel the goosebumps of the Holy Spirit. You don't have, you can just pray. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that, Lord, they'll begin to sense your spirit in their personal life, that, God, you'll begin to make them fruitful. And at the end of the day, I want you guys in just in, in one heart say, God, make me fruitful. Make me fruitful, God. Amen. So right now we're going to play some light music in the back for you guys. But I want you guys to break up in, in, in groups. And so we'll make it easier for you guys. Let me have all my 201ers just come up to the front and make a line over here. And we're going to do it like this. Two of oneers, elders, deacons, we're going to we're going to do this. Come on, Elliot. There's nothing worth more. Praise God. That will ever come close. So you have thinking come. Man, look at this. Praise God for leadership. You're our living okay. hope. We're not perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pray God make me fruitful too. Okay. This is what we're gonna do. I want you guys to come up, okay? Grab a leader. Doesn't matter if you know everybody wants to come to Jose and Jose's taken. Just someone just come up and grab a leader or as a matter of fact, how about this? Because they may be more hesitant. I want my leaders grab students. Alright. And then break up in twos or three. If you see someone's left, just go to add them to your group. Just go ahead and grab them. Leaders, go ahead and grab them. We're just going to begin to have a time of accountability. Amen. Come on, if a leader comes up to you, just go with them. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Come on, leaders, go get them. I'm going to go over it one more time for everybody. The questions that you're asking, you're asking if the fruit of the Spirit is evident in your schools, in 
your in, in the time that you spend at school because God can influence that is it present in, the, in your circle of friends okay you can include family in that and is it present the fruit of the spirit present in your personal life and so I want you guys to be honest like man I I get angry all the time whenever I'm at school because people always mess with me and there's no fruit of the spirit there um, and, and I get like this when I'm with family. So I want you guys to be as honest as you can. You don't have to get too personal, but just share those things in this time of accountability and then pray at the end, the Holy Spirit, make me fruitful in Jesus' name. Amen.
just want to, you guys can take the next three minutes, if you guys haven't prayed for each other, that the fruit of spirit would be evident in your life, you guys can make some time for prayer towards the end, but take the next three minutes to go ahead and wrap up. Amen. Just one more minute. We're closing up. We're closing up.
guys close out in prayer, you guys can fellowship with monks and one another. If you're still talking, you guys can do that as well, but you know, this is going to be the general dismissal. You guys want to hang out in the lobby, you guys can do so. Fellowship, love on each other, encourage each other. And we'll see you guys Sunday morning, 10 a.m.
Death won't have that last laugh 